Act Two. Neither my husband nor the slave returned, that in such haste I sent to seek his master. Sure, Luciana, it is two o'clock. Perhaps some merchant hath invited him, and from the mart he is somewhere gone to dinner. Good sister, let us dine and never fret. A man is master of his liberty. Time is their master, and when they see time, they'll go or come. If so, be patient, sister. Why should their liberty than ours be more? Because their business still lies out of door. Look, when I serve him so, he takes it ill. Oh, no, he is the bridle of your will. There's none but asses will be bridled so. Why, headstrong liberty is lashed with woe. There's nothing situate under heaven's eye but hath his bound, in earth, in sea, in sky. The beasts, the fishes, and the winged fowls are their male's subjects, and at their controls. Men, more divine, the masters of all these, lords of the wide world and wild watery seas, endued with intellectual sense and souls of more preeminence than fish and fowls, are masters to their females and their lords. Then let your will attend on their accords. <laughs> this servitude makes to keep you unwed. Not this, but troubles of the marriage bed. But were you wedded, you would bear some sway. Ere I learn love, I'll practice to obey. How if your husband starts a mother wear? Till he come home again, I would forbear. Patience unmoved. <laughs> no marvel though she pause. They can be meek that have no other cause. A wretched soul, bruised with adversity. We bid be quiet when we hear it cry. But were we burdened with like weight of pain, as much or more would we ourselves complain. So thou, that hast no unkind mate to grieve thee, with urgent helpless patience wouldst relieve me. But if thou live to see like right bereft, this fool begging patience in thee will be left. Well, I will marry one day. But to try, here comes your man. Now is your husband nigh. Ah, oh, say, is your tardy master now at hand? Nay, he's at two hands with me, and that my two ears can witness. Say, didst thou speak with him? Knowest thou his mind? Aye, aye, he, he told his mind upon my ear. Beshrew his hand, I scarce could understand it. Spake he so doubtfully, thou couldst not feel his meaning. Nay, he, he struck so plainly, I could too well feel his blows, and withal so doubtfully that I could scarce understand them. But say, uh, prithee, is he coming home? It seems he hath great care to please his wife. Why, Mr. Sure, my master is horn mad. Horn mad? Thou villain! I mean, not cuckled mad, but sure, he is stark mad. When I desired him to come home to dinner, he asked me for a thousand marks in gold. Tis dinner time, quoth I, my gold, quoth he. Your meat doth burn, quoth I, my gold, quoth he. Will you come home, quoth I, my gold, quoth he. Where's the thousand marks I gave thee, villain? The pig, quoth I, is burned. 
My gold, quoth he. My mistress, sir, quoth I. Hang up thy mistress. I know not thy mistress. Out upon thy mistress. Quoth who? Quoth my master. I know, quoth he. No house, no wife. No mistress. So that my errand due unto my tongue, I thank him. I bear home upon my shoulders. For in conclusion, he did beat me there. Go back again, thou slave, and fetch him home. Go back again and be new beaten home? For God's sake, send some other messenger. Back, slave, or I will break that pit across. And he will bless that cross with other beaten. Between you, I shall have a whole Hence, Pratting Piss, and fetch thy master home. Am I so round with you as you with me that, like a football, you do spurn me thus? You spurn me hence, and he will spurn me hither. If I last in this service, you must case me in leather. Fie, how impatience loreth in your face. His company must do his minions grace, whilst I at home starve for a merry look. Homely age the alluring beauty took from my poor cheek? Then he hath wasted it! Are my discourses dull, barren my wit? If voluble and sharp discourse be marred, unkindness blunts it more than marble hard. Do their gay vestments his fictions bait? That's not my fault. He is master of my state. What ruins are in me that can be found by him not ruined? And he is the ground of my defeatures. My decayed fair, a sunny look of his would soon repair. But too unruly dear, he breaks the pail and fades from home. Poor I am, but his stale. Self-harming jealousy. Fie, beat it hence. Unfeeling fools can with such wrongs dispense. I know his eye doth homage otherwhere, or else what lets it but he would be here? Sister, you know he promised me a chain. Would that alone, alone he would detain, so he would keep fair quarter with his bed? I see the jewel, best enameled, will lose his beauty. Yet the gold bides still, that others touch, and often touching will wear gold, and no man that hath a name, by falsehood and corruption doth it shame. Since my beauty cannot please his eye, I'll weep what's left away and weep and die. How many fond fools serve mad jealousy? gold I gave to Dromeo is laid up safe at the centaur, and the heedful slave has wandered forth in care to seek me out by computation and mine host's report. I could not speak with Dromeo since at first I sent him from the mart. See, here he comes. How now, sir? Is your merry humor altered? As you love stroke, so jest with me again. You know no centaur. You received no gold. Your mistress sent to have me home to dinner. My house was at the Phoenix. Was thou mad that thus so madly thou didst answer me? 
What answer, sir? When spake I such a word? Even now, even here, not not half an hour since. I did not see you since you sent me hence home to the centaur with the gold you gave me. Villain, thou didst deny the gold receipt and toldst me of a mistress and a dinner, for which I hope thou feltst I was displeased. Ah, I'm glad to see you in this merry vein. What means this jest, I pray you, master, tell me. Yea, dost thou jeer and flout me in the teeth? Thinkest thou I jest? Hold, take thou that, and that, and that, and a couple of these. Oh, hold, sir, for God's sake. Now your jest is earnest. Upon what bargain do you give it me? Because that I familiarly sometimes do use you for my fool and chat with you, your sauciness will jest upon my love and make a common of my serious hours. When the sun shines, let foolish gnats make sport, but creep in crannies when he hides his beams. If you will jest with me, know my aspect, and fashion your demeanor to my looks, or I will beat this method into your sconce. <laughs> sconce call you it. So you would leave battering, I'd rather have it ahead. And you use these bows long, I must get a sconce for my head, and a sconce it too. Or else I shall seek my wit in my shoulders. But I pray you, sir... Why am I beaten? <laughs> does, does thou not know? Nothing, sir, but that I am beaten. Well, sh- shall I tell you why? Ah, sir, and wherefore. For they say every why hath a wherefore. Why first for flouting me, and then wherefore for urging it the second time to me. Was there ever any man thus beaten out of season, when the why and the wherefores neither rhyme nor reason? Well, sir, I thank you. Thank me? Sir, for what? Mary, sir, for the something that you gave me. For nothing. I'll make you amends next, to give you nothing for something. But say, sir, is it dinner time? No, sir, I think the meat wants what I have. In good time, sir. What's that? Basting. Well, sir, then we'll be dry. If it be, sir, I pray you eat none of it. Your reason? Lest it make you choleric. And purchase me another dry basting. <laughs> well, sir, learn to jest in good time. There's a time for all things. I durst have denied that before you were so choleric. By what rule, sir? Mary, sir, by a rule as plain as the plain bald pate of Father Tom himself. Let's hear it. Ahem. There's no time for man to recover his hair that grows bald by nature. May he not do it by fine and recovery? Yes, to pay a fine for a periwig and recover the lost hair of another man. Why is time such a niggard of hair, being as it is so plentiful an excrement? Because it is a blessing that he bestows on beasts, and what he hath scanted men in hair, he hath given them in wit. Why, but there's many a man hath more hair than wit. Not a man of those, but he hath the wit to lose his hair. Why, thou didst conclude hairy men plain dealers without wit. The plainer dealer, the sooner lost. Yet he loseth it in a kind of jollity. (laughs) For what reason? For two. 
sound ones, too. Nay, not sound, I pray you. Sure ones, then. Nay, not sure. In a thing falsing. Certain ones, then. Name them. The one to save the money that he spends in trimming, the other that at dinner they should not drop in his porridge. You would all this time have proved there is no time for all things. Mary and did, sir, namely no time to recover hair lost by nature. But your reason was not substantial, why there is no time to recover. Thus I mend it. Time himself is bald, and therefore the world's end will have bald followers. <sighs> I knew it would be a bald conclusion. But soft, who wafts us yonder? Ah, ah, Antiphilus, look strange and frown. Some other mistress hath thy sweet aspects. I am not Adriana, nor thy wife. <laughs> the time was once when thou unurged wouldst vow that never words were music to thine ear, that never object pleasing in thine eye, that never touch well welcome to thy hand, that never meat sweet savored in thy taste, unless I spake or looked or touched or carved to thee. How comes it now, my husband, oh, how comes it that thou art thus estranged from thyself? Thyself, I call it, being strange to me that undividable, incorporate, and better than thy dear self's better part. Ah, do not tear thyself away from me, for know my love. As easy mayest thou fall a drop of water in the breaking gulf, and take unmingle that same drop again without addition or diminishing, as take from me thyself and not me too. How dearly would it touch me to the quick, shouldst thou but hear I were licentious, and that this body consecrate to thee by ruffian lust should be contaminate. Wouldst thou not spit at me? and spurn at me, and hurl the name of husband in my face, and tear the stained skin off of my harlot brow, and from my false hand cut the wedding ring, and break it with a deep divorce and vow. I know thou canst, and therefore see thou do it. I am possessed with an adulterate blot. My blood is mingled with the crime of lust. For if we two be one, and thou play false, I do digest the poison of thy flesh, being strumpeted by thy contagion. Keep then far league and truce with my true bed. I live unstained, thou undishonored. Plead you to me, fair dame? I know you not. In Ephesus I am but two hours old, as strange unto your town as to your talk who every word by all my wit being scanned want wit and all one word to understand. Fie, brother, how the world is changed with you. When were you wont to use my sister thus? She sent for you by Dromeo home to dinner. By Dromeo? By me? By thee. And this thou did return from him, that he did buffet thee, and in his blows denied my house for his, me for his wife. Did you converse, sir, with this gentlewoman? What is the course and drift of your compact? I, sir? I never saw her till this time. Villain, thou last! For even her very words didst thou deliver to me on the mart. I never spake with her in all my life. How can she thus then call us by our names? Unless it be by inspiration. 
How ill agrees it with your gravity to counterfeit thus grossly with your slave? Abetting him to thwart me in my mood. Be it my wrong, you are from me exempt. But wrong, not that wrong with a more contempt. Come, I will fasten on this sleeve of thine. Thou art an elm, my husband. I have thine, whose weakness, married to thy stronger state, makes me with a strength to communicate. If aught possessed thee from me, it is dross, usurping ivy, briar, or, or almos, who all for want of pruning, with intrusion infect thy sap and live on thy confusion. To me she speaks. She moves me for her theme. What, was I married to her in my dream? Or sleep I now and think I hear all this? What error drives our eyes near as a miss? Until I know this sure uncertainty, I'll entertain this offered fallacy. Dromeo, go bid the servants spread for dinner. Oh, for my beads! I cross me for a sinner! This is the fairy land! Oh, spite of spites, we talk with goblins, owls, and sprites. If we obey them not, this will ensue. They'll suck our breath or pinch us black and blue. Why pray test thou to thyself and answerest not? Dromeo, thou drone, thou snail, thou slug, thou sot. I am transformed, master, am I not? I think thou art in mind. So am I. Hey, master, both in mind and in my shape. Well, thou hast thine own form. No. I am an ape. If thou art changed to aught, tis to an ass. Tis true. She rides me and I long for grass. Tis so I am an ass. Else it could never be, but I should know her as well as she knows me. Come, come, I no longer will I be a fool to put the finger in the eye and weep whilst man and master laugh my woes to scorn. Come, sir, to dinner. Dromeo, keep the gate. Husband, I'll dine above with you today and shrive you of a thousand idle pranks. Sarah, if any ask you for your master, say he dines forth and let no creature enter. Come, sister. Dromeo, play the porter well. Am I in earth in heaven or in hell? Sleeping or waking? Mad or well advised? Own unto these and to myself disguised. I'll say as they say and persevere so, and in this mist at all adventures go. Master, shall I be porter at the gate? Ah, and let none enter lest I break your pate. Come, come, Antiphilus, we dine too late. Pandan Shakespeare, also known as The Wild Bill Variety Show. Comedy of Errors, Act 2. Featuring the voice talents of Pete Milan as Antiphilus of Syracuse, Mindy Rast Keenan as Dromeo of Syracuse, Catherine Pride as Adriana, Rochelle Hager as Luciana, and Christopher Gilstrap as Dromeo of Ephesus. Written by William Shakespeare. 
Adapted for audio by Colin Kelly. Directed by Landon Bell. Assistant Director Swen Halverson. Music by Landon Bell of soundcloud.com slash Landon Bell. L-A-N-D-O-N-B-E-A-L-L. Produced by Pandon Productions. This production is copyright 2015. Pandon Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Say what you will, sir, but I know what I know. That you beat me at the mart. I have your hand to show. If the skin were parchment and the blows you gave were ink, your own handwriting would tell you what I think. I think thou art an ass. Next time on The Pendant Shakespeare. Mom, malt horse, capon, coxcomb, idiot, fatch. Either get thee from the door or sit down at the hatch. Dost thou conjure for wenches that thou calls for such a store? When one is one too many, go get thee from the door. Who talks with him there? Ho, open the door. Right, sir. I'll tell you when and you tell me wherefore. Wherefore? For my dinner. I have not dined today. Who is that at the door that keeps all this noise? By my troth, your town is troubled with unruly boys. Are you there, wife? You might have come before. Your wife, Sir Nave. Go get you from the door. The Mistaken Identity Crisis continues when Comedy of Errors Act 3 premieres on September 16th, 2015. And may it be that you have quite forgot a husband's office. Shall Antithelus. Even in the spring of love, thy love springs rot. Only at PendantAudio.com.